Welcome to the latest edition, the newest episode of Talking Smack with Bob and Jack. Hope you guys are doing great. Bob France, along with my buddy. Jack Windsor. Jack uh, took a week off. We did take a week you off. You recharged? You ready I'm, to go? Uh, you know, I yeah, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm super fantastic. We had a couple of, we were going to do a couple of shows yesterday. Our normal times for those who uh, are new to Talking Smack, we do this Mondays and Wednesdays live on Facebook Live and YouTube Live and on uh, uh, Twitch as well. And then, of course, you can get it on any podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast, any podcast platform. But we're going to do this Monday and Thursday live, 7 o'clock. We, last week, of course, was Thanksgiving on Thursday, so that was eh. Uh, Monday, Jack had a family thing. Tuesday, I had a family thing. So we didn't get any in last week. So we took the week, and uh, I think that's okay. Because sometimes that's exactly what you need. Recharge the batteries, and we are ready to go. We have a lot of very important stuff to talk about. Having said all of that, good good holiday weekend for you? Yeah, it was a super holiday weekend. We had a lot of turkey. Uh, we had family. And uh, it, was, it was great. You know, I got to spend some time with Whitney and Addison and Brody and, of course, Eva Grace. My dad came over. Nice. Whitney's mom came over. And uh, we had a good dinner. And we're in the new house now. So that was fantastic to be able to entertain there. We enjoyed it. And, uh, man, I wish I had another weekend, though. <laughs> any, any, any politics at the table? No. <laughs> no politics we at the table. We talked about that on one of our last show. I think That's on our, right. last, our last show. No, it was, uh, no, it was very much centered on family, what we were thankful for, what we were grateful Good. for. And, uh, of course, the kids were very eager to tell us that, what they want for Christmas. So I was, you know, taking notes. Uh, no, it was a great time. Just it so was, you can pass that on to Santa. Santa Claus. Right? <laughs> that's sure right. Yeah, I'm his elf. What are you taking just, notes on here? Okay, just to make, right. sure, just make sure they, they get that message out there. We literally tell them. So, you know, we do the elf on the shelf. So I'm, I'm writing this down so that when your elf comes, we can, <laughs> we can hand it off. All right, Jack, before we get started on our first topic uh, today, you've got somebody you want to recognize? Yeah, so uh, I want to thank the Freedom Foundation for their graciousness and their support of this podcast. Make sure you go to freedomfoundation.org. When you do go there and you make a tax-deductible contribution, uh, make sure you type talking smack in the memo line or the subject line, and they'll actually match or double your contribution. What do they do? Uh, They make union employees aware that they can opt out of having funds taken out of their paycheck to support their union. That's the Freedom Foundation. Very important mission, no question about that. All right, so um, speaking of Christmas gifts, uh, the Browns apparently had one, and apparently they sent it out, and apparently it's been granted. Santa did a little bit of early work. They brought the Browns a new quarterback, Uh, and it's this guy. See if we can throw that guy up there, uh, uh, if we could, for just a second here. The picture we have of that guy, which is on its way, um, is a little bit tamer and a little bit more, um, uh, I guess, uh, family friendly than, yeah, there he is. Hey, thumbs up. Uh, in a football uniform. That's Deshaun Watson, the new quarterback of the uh, Cleveland Browns. He was actually the new quarterback when they uh, traded for him many, many months ago. He just hasn't played for the first 11 games because he's been serving a suspension for being Sir Floppin' Out. Uh, his, uh, his M.O., apparently, according to dozens and dozens of women, is to go to them for massage therapy services, even though his football teams have always offered massage therapists on the staff, just like they have acupuncturists, chiropractors, and a lot of other, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, 
therapists. No, but but it's a certain type of health. Uh, uh, Recuperative health. Yeah. Okay. Health. Preventative. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a term that I'm not thinking of right now. But anyway, yeah. Those are those are very important uh, assets on any football team's medical staff. Yes. He could have gone to them. He didn't like going to them. No. He liked going on to social media and trying to find, hey, any massage therapists out there, any masseuses out there who want to give me a, you know, give me a workover? Uh, and then he goes to them, and according to a whole bunch of really, really disturbing information presented, and even by a judge, he, uh, the towels that he used to cover himself got progressively smaller with each one he went to, to the point where he had a washcloth trying to cover himself up, and it didn't stay put very long. Point being, we all know, this, we all know the story. Deshaun Watson was suspended for 11 games for some very, very serious violations of the uh, player conduct code uh, as it relates to this. And now he's about to be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. So, Jack, and anybody watching on Facebook Live or, or YouTube Live who wants to comment on this, that's the reason we do these live and not just like so many other people who do podcasts recorded. We want your thoughts on this, too. Do you have a problem with this guy being now the face of your franchise? Because he is. It's not Jimmy Haslam. It's not Kevin Stefanski. And it was never Jacoby Brissett. It was waiting to be the guy that you spent, I don't know, five, six, seven draft picks on, something like that, uh, signed to a fully guaranteed $250 million contract, which has never done um, for a guy who's got some questionable character traits. I'll be gentle and put it that way. Mm-hmm. Are you good with this? Do you think Browns fans will all be good with this? Well, let me, I'm going to do what I always do on your radio show. I'm going to give you some background before I directly answer the question. I like that. Uh, So Jacoby Brissett, I think, would have won more football games had the Cleveland Browns defense played better uh, and played as as I think fans wanted them to play and as expected. I think Jacoby Brissett did a fantastic job, all things considered. Um, It's been 700 days since Deshaun Watson has played football. I'm not confident that he's going to be where people expect him to be. Uh, if you've taken two years off of anything, particularly uh, an exerting sport like football, uh, it's really hard, I think, to get back into playing. You, you can simulate and do everything you want as long as you want, but game time stuff, you know, taking the hits, you know, being in that pressure. So are moment. you, because what you're doing right now is ESPN analysis about how good of a player he's going to be. Well, he has, I know, he has, he has you, the best completion percentage and highest quarterback rating in history through whatever, you know, yeah. time period or passes. Um, so he's, he's a fantastic quarterback, period. It, I don't think he's going to be that quarterback right away. Now, let's go to the other issue. Am I comfortable with him being the face of the Cleveland Browns. Um, so this one kind of hits home for me. Someone really important to me is 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 a licensed massage therapist. Okay. And so you know I think about it from that perspective, and the reality of of people that are you know trying to do a job. Well, what is what is what is that person's perspective? Well, I think what he did was disgusting. I think what no, he the, did the, was the person that you're close to who said uh, disgusting and reprehensible. Oh, so it's she, disgusting. She says that too. It's disgusting and reprehensible. So Absolutely. she's not happy with him being the face of the franchise. Well, I think has she, she experienced anything like that? Uh, uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not because at liberty to there, talk there, about there are that, there are a lot of there are a lot of massage therapists who have nothing to do with this situation. That's right. Who have come out on social media and said, "Yeah, 
I get pigs like that all the all time. All the time. You know, they think that if you come into a massage parlor or a massage, you know, therapy center, that you're going to get a happy that ending. it's a happy ending place, that they're all like the movies, you know, the Asian massage parlors where that's expected, you know, as part of the yeah. as part of the fee. So, who I know has not weighed in on him. But <clears throat> understanding how reprehensible she thinks that it is that those things happen. But those things happen. So there are two factors I'm going to talk about, and it's not going to be popular. Number one, um, I, I didn't read through all the documentation. There's a lot. There are you know, over 20 cases right, that you could look through and understand the settlement. The bottom line is, um, do, did due process run its course? And my understanding is that there were grand juries who had an opportunity to indict him, and they did not. So that being said, legally... He didn't do enough. Okay. Can I can I answer that or respond to that before we get to number two? Yeah. Just because I'll forget because yep. I'm, I'm ADHD times ten. That doesn't mean a lot to me, and here's why. I served as the foreman for a grand jury for an entire summer mm-hmm. about ten years ago, uh, and I know what it takes to indict. And a lot of people like to say you can get indicted a ham sandwich. That's an old phrase. You know, you can get indict anybody for anything. No, you can't. Not particularly when what you are talking about in this particular case Mm -hmm. is literally a therapeutic center or room or whatever where there's only two people in it and no cameras. It is literally, he said, she she said. said. There's no evidence in any way, shape, or form to corroborate one's version over the others. And being a grand jurist and a foreman at that, I can tell you we would have no-billed every single one of those, too, because we don't have... Here's the way it works. The prosecutor who will come in and present the evidence needs to to display to the grand jury that there is a reasonable chance, maybe even a, a strong chance, that he could get a conviction based on the evidence he has. It's up to the grand jury to decide, is that true? Can he get a conviction based on this evidence once it goes before a real jury in a full evidentiary trial? And if you don't think there's any way that can happen or it's a very, very low chance, you don't indict. Well, when it's he, he, he said and she said and that's it, there really is nothing. There's, it's not like there was any rape allegation, so you can't do a rape kit and see if there was forced, you know, a forced attack of some sort. Right. It's just he exposed himself, he flopped it and said, hey, you know, how about it? Any of those things happen, it's just he said, she said. Right. So no grand jury was ever going to come back with an indictment if that's all they have is her saying, he did it. Because then he comes up there and says, no, he didn't. And guess what? Prove it. You don't have proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So there is no grand jury indictment. That doesn't mean something didn't happen here. And I think that's important. Go ahead. I would agree with you 100% on, on that perspective. Uh, look, I don't... So you're dealing with a lot of factors here, and I'm just going to unpack them really quickly. Number one, there is this you know, um, copycat thing that goes on. There's a phenomenon. that It happens. Do I... Now... I understand I'm treading on thin ice by saying that, but it happens. How many of those were, you know, truly violations mm-hmm. or did some people try to step in and go, well, wait a minute, she's going to get some, I'm going to get some. Get okay. some cash out of it, but right. the reality is with that number, I believe, this is my opinion, this is my reporter hat, yeah. I believe something happened. I believe it was awry. I think it was in bad taste. I think it was reprehensible. I think it was disgusting. Okay. Um, do I have a problem with him being the face of the franchise? Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't like it. But um, look, the law is the law, right? And then so there's the moral side of it and there's the legal side of it. The legal side of it, he has a right to do it. Um, I don't like it. But um, 
I can. Do you understand. like that your franchise did it? Because because they, I mean, they they paid him an unprecedented sum of money, guaranteed to be that face of the franchise. They said we did our homework, we did our due diligence. We think he's great. He's clean. He's all good. And then here comes the investigation, the eleven game suspension. No, he wasn't all good. Right. I mean, I you know here's here's my thing, Jack. I wouldn't want my kid to have a poster of Deshaun Watson on his wall. I wouldn't want my kid to have a poster of Ben Roethlisberger on his wall. I wouldn't want my kid to have a poster of Ray Lewis on his wall. And you know what? None of those people went to jail for anything. Right. But we know what happened, and we know what they did. And we, at least we know, have a very strong suspicion in, in those other two cases, what actually went down. And the fact that you can beat those things if you have the right legal team and the right amount of money is a pretty astounding thing. But I know some things. Sixty some women didn't separately come, you know, all come out in this because nothing happened. I would agree. And 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 a guy like I said who has access to team massage therapists free of charge trolled the internet looking for somebody to to rub him down and yep. then to rub him in other ways. Yep. Shows he has a fetish, and he's he treats women like dirt. And I don't. I wouldn't want that to be the face of my franchise. Yeah. So two other quick things. Number one, um, there is an issue there, right? And, and he intentionally did it. And that's really high-risk behavior. And for whatever reason, maybe, maybe it's fame, you know, maybe it's money. Uh, for some reason, he thought that he was above that, and he's not. So I hope, at a minimum, what this did was help him recognize he's got an issue. He has an issue that he needs to address. It is, it is a mental, psychological, whatever type of cognitive issue he has, he has to fix that part of it. Um, because I don't think anyone would put up with you know, a recurrence. Right. But let me also address this and, and understand, I'm a, I need to say this, I'm a huge proponent of individual responsibility. I'm going to say that again. I'm a huge proponent of individual responsibility, right? If you make a mistake, you own it. If you've got to do the time, you do the time. And God willing, during that process, you learn from your mistake, you correct it, and you don't make it again. And, and then you can maybe help other people not make the same mistakes I can with that. that you made. I hope here's that's the, pro- I hope that's here's the, the problem I have. Here's the problem I have. I'm going to say this once. I'm sure it's going to piss a lot of people off. But we've got to be real about this. Um, We are sexualizing our kids as young as kindergarten in this country right now. And you can turn on any television station at prime time, and you can see more today and hear more today than we ever would have imagined when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, uh, my parents worked really hard. And I was kind of part of that MTV generation where the TV really did raise me in some respects. And I saw and heard and experienced things I shouldn't have. And uh, You and I were lucky. We were raised by the TV instead of by the Internet, which is a billion times worse. Completely different yeah. ball of wax. And yeah. that's exactly where I was going. Oh, sorry. We are sexualizing our kids to a very <clears throat> disgusting degree. And this is one of the consequences of that. I believe. Now, does that mean that he's off the hook? No. Does that mean that we, you know, blame blame culture and society? No. It means, you know, he's got to learn and he's got to rise above that. You know, you can be in the world but not of it, right? Um, but I think that we've got to get real honest with ourselves and, and figure out uh, why we're so damn surprised when people have perverse tendencies and act out sexual fantasies um, when we're really making it okay, even in public education now? Um, I would say you undersold that a little bit because you said in kindergarten, and as you probably have seen from the libs of TikTok account, 
preschool teachers are sexualizing and grooming and coercing and recruiting these kids, literally as preschoolers. So that doesn't change your point. Your point is spot on, uh, and that that happens. So I'm not surprised that it happens. Uh, you know that, that that this kind of thing happens. But I guess that was my question. Are people okay with that? Yes, and and, and they the, are. And the reason they will be is if he's really Wins. good. You brought it up. That's, why, that's right. When you started out doing your, you know, about 700 days and how good can he be? He's going to have a... And I was like, you're doing an analysis from a, from a quarterback standpoint a, a, and a performance standpoint. Why? That's not what we're talking about. But you're connecting it correctly. If he does play well enough, people will be like, there's no, anything wrong. There's no proof. There's no grand juries. You know, there's not, you know... Due uh, process ran its course, uh, man. Exactly. If he stinks, people are going to say, I can't believe we signed that loser and that, that yeah. no good so-and-so anyway. Throw his ass in jail. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So uh, that's, that's what I think the reality is. And, and I'll say this, too. That's the reason why I'm not okay with that trade and I'm not okay with him being the face because you don't want to sexualize kids. You don't want to teach kids that treating women in such ways is, you know, is, is abominable and so forth. Then you can't have that kid on the poster. Mm -hmm. You can't have that guy rather on the poster. You can't be selling that jersey. If your six-year-old is running around wearing a Watson jersey now, it's saying something. And that's a problem. And I think that's what I'm, uh, the reason I'm asking Browns fans, are you good with this now? And I put it on my Facebook. I said, are you happy with Captain Dry Rub taking over at quarterback now? Uh, and today I'm changing, uh, this evening I changed his name to Sir Flop It Out because that's what he did and that's what he does. And do, you know what? I'm not okay with that. Do you think the Cleveland Browns run rubber outs now? Or do you think they've renamed him? <laughs> well done. Well done. No, so, in, in all seriousness. So um, I had a problem with, with the uh, – the Major League Baseball team, formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, when they changed their name, someone said, well, what if they go to the World Series? Good for them. I don't care. I will not support it. That's my line in the sand. Right. That um, and so, no, I, I don't support it. I don't support him. I don't support what he's done. Here's what I do support, though. But you will cheer if he throws the game winner. You will cheer if he leads them to the playoffs after this disastrous start you to think the season. So? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind no. of. It's more of a question. No, no, I don't think I will. Okay, good for you. I don't think I will. People will. And I, and and here's the thing, though, <laughs> and and this is my mindset, and and a lot of people laugh at it. He has an opportunity, though, too. He has an opportunity to do what every single one of us has to do in this life, and that is own our sins, own our shortcomings. And, and really seek grace and forgiveness for him and change. If he does that, he has an opportunity to really make an impact and do some really, yeah. really cool things. I hope that he takes that opportunity. I do too. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to be, you know, Captain Virtuous. You notice this? Anyway, no white collar. No white collar. I, 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 I'm guilty. I'm a sinner too. I'm, I'm not trying to say that I have any right to judge him, but I am trying to say that I don't like the idea that he's the face of my franchise and that I wouldn't want him on the face, uh, or as I said, on a poster on my kid's wall. Uh, Jack, since we're doing the live thing, and, and I've actually got it working for a change here, I want to hit a couple of comments real quick if you want to respond to them. Tom says, didn't watch the Browns much with the good guy quarterback, won't watch with that DB under center. And no, that doesn't mean defensive, defensive back. back. No, that's Delta Bravo, and that's a different thing altogether. Debbie says it doesn't mean it did happen. That is true. It doesn't. That's why they can't indict. And but it again, doesn't mean that the idea some of that so many different people in different places all came out with the same story is is, is somewhat telling. But if to somebody's me. going to a hotel to give us a massage, th there's there's some responsibility there too. We've got to yeah. be real honest about that. Keep going. There's one although, I want to address. Although a lot, you know, again, a lot of licensed massage therapists who are massage therapists. Are, 
are not masseuses working in the happy ending shop at the corner, you know, of Chinatown. It's no. you know, they literally do. They have their table and they have their 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 uh, materials and they do. It's kind of like a chiropractor or chiropractor. Sometimes they have offices, sometimes they actually take it on the road. They will go to businesses. Sure. They will go to like particularly it's usually, you know, big companies, corporate offices and things yep. like that and they'll set up shop and there'll be lunch hour chiropractic uh, appointments, massage appointments and so forth. Mm-hmm. Going to hotels, going to places of business to to Provide true medical, physical, therapeutic, physically therapeutic services is not, you know, it should not be seen as, oh, they're just, you know, they're horse, which is, which is, the, I think, essentially what people are trying to defend to Sean Watson say is that the women were whores. They wanted that anyway. That's right. That's right. That's a, that's a stereotype. And it's that is a there. stereotype, and it's, it's, a, it's inaccurate. So, uh, Debbie, good point. We have bigger problems than to worry about the stupid NFL. Uh, I agree, but I disagree with that. I think fundamentally the issues that we have as people and as a, as a culture show up in the NFL, they show up in our politicians, yeah. and they show up in our schools. The fundamental issues are, are the fundamental issues. What do we believe in? What do we stand behind? And what do we value? And uh, I think this is a really... Um, it's a really good way to prove points that I think we talk about in politics all the time because we tend to let our guard down with sports, particularly teams that we like, and it really does show what do we value? Do we value a win over integrity and morality, or do we just want to win the damn game at any cost? Name your favorite TV star. And I don't watch TV anymore. I really don't. I mean, I watch watch, cable news, and I watch... You know, some documentary channels. I mean, I really, I can't remember the last time I found, uh, you know, like Seinfeld or something, a, a, a sitcom series that I was into, whatever. But let's just pick Jack Smith, name, a name that means nothing, uh, is the, the, the star of stars on your favorite sitcom. And you mm-hmm. find, out, find out these accusations and allegations against him with in a full investigation coming out and finding out that he's been suspended from acting in this season's, uh, um, you know, recording, recordings of, mm-hmm. our, of our shows, be, episodes because of this. Are you turning him back on when he comes back on? Because I don't think most people are. See, this isn't about the NFL, Debbie. This is about our culture. This is about our society and what we value. And that's the reason we're bringing it up. That's, that's right. why we're not breaking down his touchdown to interception yep. ratio. That's right. We're talking about whether or not this should be a part of yeah. our, if it was TV, if it was music, would right. you buy tickets to the concert for the musician that's got this, this rep um, and would you buy tickets for the quarterback who's got this rep? That's well, what I want to do. And I think the question that you have to answer, you got to get to the fundamental root, right? And so I think the question you have to answer is different for sports than maybe it is politics. But I remember when Bill Clinton you know, was in, 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 the, in the Oval Office with a cigar, right? Uh, to use the old lingo from, from Clue. It was the president in the Oval Office with a cigar. Um, you know, the, some people were uh, repulsed by that, and some people said, I don't care what he does in his public life if he, if he can govern. Okay, but where do you stand with this? Because some people would say, well, this is entertainment, this is sports, what he does with it. Okay, but where, what do you value, and where are you going to put your dollars? Are you going to put your dollars, are you going to let your dollars chase this type of thing or not? So that's what I think this is. It's an opportunity to look in the mirror and go, do I really value what I say I value? Do I, I mean, I used to tell people, you can tell me all day what you believe. Show me your internet browser history. Show me your checkbook. Show me what you've watched on TV. Show me your calendar and where you spend your time. And I can tell you right. what you're doing in your life and where it's going. Yep. This is one of those moments you can go, what do I really value? And, and the last one, just because I want to move on to our next topic. Uh, but the last one, I just want to read real quick. Oh, did it go away? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull it back here. Uh, 
Hold on. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Charles Manson comment. There it is. Edward, I've said it before and I'll say it now. I don't care if Charles Manson is the quarterback if he wins. Not saying innocent or guilty or whatever. God knows he's going to get it in the end. How many massage therapists met at a hotel? I don't know. I'm just curious. But that's the reality. That's what I said when I said you'll, you'll cheer in the end. I don't mean you, Jack. I mean people will cheer uh, if he wins. And it doesn't matter what he's done. You just heard him. Charles yeah. Manson. So... Um, you got any more thoughts you want to move on? Yeah, so a couple other thoughts. Like, I think, you know, we, you have to really think about what you value. And I'm going to use this as a, as a way to quickly pivot and just break some news, even though this is not a news show. But, you know, I struggle with, with the NF, or the uh, Major League Baseball team, formerly known as the Cleveland Indians. I struggle with following them. I didn't watch much. Didn't, when they went to the playoffs, I didn't care. Same. Um, I, I've struggled with the Browns for a long time, dating back to decisions that they made a long time ago. And I'll tell you, I, I've struggled with the Ohio State Buckeyes because of, of their woke Marxist propensities within that university. And by the way, yeah. we just found out before we went live that uh, Kristen Johnson, the president of Ohio State University, was just asked to resign uh, by the Board of Trustees. So that's a breaking story. We'll find out why. Based on what I read and what I heard, there might be uh, there was an investigation done by um, a private party or a private entity that uncovered some stuff. We don't know what that stuff is yet, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Interesting. You know who doesn't struggle with the Ohio State Buckeyes? Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> that was not, a slow uh, motion ass whooping in the second oh half. Oh my lord! Holy no, I, I don't know anybody outside of Ann Arbor that saw that coming. Ne- never, never, especially with their, their running back, uh, Coram out. Of course, Buck's top running back was out too, Trevion Henderson. I don't want to get into all that, but, but wow, that was, that was painful. Okay, this is even more painful. Since we're talking about Ohio State, this is in Columbus. Now, everybody can see this uh, on your screen. This is an event that is coming up in Columbus called Holodrag Storytime. They're going to take Christmas time, holidays, and they're going to turn it into... Well, drag uh, a drag queen story time, and you can see there are the names of some of the uh, whatever you want to call them, the the, the drag queens. Um, this is a public event being held by Red Oak Community School. It's coming up this Saturday at the First Unitarian Universalist of Columbus Church, I guess. Now, what is this, and what can we expect? Let's go to the next one, and what can we expect to see at the Holly Drag Story Time? Are you ready for a new family-friendly? Wait a minute. Didn't they just say this is a drag queen show? Hard stop. Yeah. False. Okay, keep going. <laughs> LGBTQ plus holiday tradition in central Ohio. Come to our holodrag story time local queens. Or I'm sorry, story time. I'm on an angle. It's hard to see everything. Local queens, Michaela, I don't care who they are, will read stories for children of all ages and perform a few holiday numbers. You want to do a hard stop there too? Because the idea of grown men wearing women's clothing, particularly sexualized lingerie style clothing, which is what drag queens do, shaking their hairy asses to jingle bell rock in front of a bunch of five and six year olds I might have a little bit of a problem with. Each ticket comes with free hot chocolate or apple cider, a candy cane, and a goodie bag. Good Lord. What do you imagine Imagine is in a drag queen goodie bag? Glitter, pantyhose. And the worst. Tape. And the, the Smarties. 
You got me with tape. 10 bucks a ticket, two years and under, free. Bring your toddlers. Bring your two-year-olds to the Drag Queen Story Hour with the holiday theme. Um, one more slide here. If we can get this from um, our man Bruce B. McSee. This is a letter that was written to the mayor. Fat Andy. Of <laughs> Fat Andy Ginther. Of, uh, of Columbus. And since you're on a better angle than I am, you want to read not only the question, but then the response from Fat Andy Ginther. Hello, Mr. Ginther. The citizens are wondering what measures you are going to take to ensure the safety at this event so that it is safe and that it can happen. Thank you. Now, before you read the answer, mind you, this person has no regard whatsoever for the safety of the kids who are going to have their minds twisted into little pretzels by why is that man with the beard wearing a dress with his cleavage showing, his fake cleavage showing, and fishnet stockings trying to read a Winnie the Pooh story to me. And now why is he shaking his ass to, uh, to oh Christmas tree in front of me? Don't worry about the kid's safety, not at all. That's just totally fine for their normal development, I'm sure. 100%. Let's 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 just introduce perversion early in life. Yes, that way they don't deviancy. That way they don't have to. Yeah, wait, no problem right? at all. Um, so, so what's so, the mayor so, Columbus yeah, say about that? Fat Andy, um, I'm going to tear down statues to change the world. Ginther said, uh, Amanda, please be assured that the Columbus Division of Police will be at the event to make sure it's peaceful. Now I wonder if it'll be peaceful like the most mostly peaceful protests of 2020. But I digress. Okay. Back into the quote. Columbus is an open and accepting city, and we condemn extremists who want to stoke fear in families and children at a holiday event at a church meant to encourage inclusivity and kindness. Andy Ginther, kiss my ass. I, no, no, I'm serious. Give me a second. It's extreme to say that I don't want to see, I don't want my kid to see, and they'd say, well, then, then don't take your kid. Okay, um, it's extreme to think that I don't want other kids to be, you know, exposed to this perversion. This is another example of we're going to make shit up and we're going to stick that label on you, whether it's extremist or conspiracist or election denier or, okay, go ahead. No, you just said, I just found it interesting in the very last part of that quote or that response from Ginther, he talked about drag Holiday and church. Which of these things does not belong? Which of these things is not like the other? Which of these is not the same? Why in the living hell are drag queens reading to children ever anywhere? Because I would suggest to you that any man wearing sexually suggestive clothing, and that's what they do when they're drag queens, comes up into a schoolyard and tries to spend time with your five-year-old child, you're probably not calling it Drag time story hour, you're calling the police, which is what you should be calling. And when that person gets indicted and charged and is found guilty and then tries to move on in life, you know what happens? Letters get sent out to the neighborhoods exactly. he moves in. And it quotes the, you know, the, the Ohio, revised quote, uh, Ohio Revised Code section that he violated. And the only reason that that can go on in schools is, is because it's under the tent or under the guise of 
education. Exactly. I'm curious how this fits into that. And if they want to educate kids by reading to them, I'm fine with Holiday Story Hour. Wear a polo shirt and a pair of Dockers. If you want to do your thing in the club, on the stage, getting your, your drag on in front of a bunch of other adults, not my business. Nobody's business but your own. You're an adult. Be free. Live your life and wearing a push-up bra and taping yourself under your crotch, whatever it is you want to do, go do you. You start bringing kids into it. You start trying to teach them that this is okay. And we have all seen online, these drag queen events in front of children always involve them teaching kids how to do the dances, the twerks and so forth, and the kids being handed money to give to the strippers slash drag queens. They're teaching them that this is normal. This is normal behavior for people to dress like this and then dance suggestively for money. It is not normal. It is something that can be done in certain locations, in certain adult bars and establishments, and that's it. And you know what those places say? Under 18, expressly not prohibited. That's what those places say. Places say. And now they're bringing them to libraries, to, to churches, with the support and the, the, the promise of safety for the event from the mayor of a major city in the United States, Bob, in Columbus, I'm, Ohio. I'm going to ask somebody to do this. If you're watching live right now, and, and uh, if you disagree with this, that's fine. Tell me why. Tell me what is extreme about not wanting our kids to be exposed to sexual promiscuity, to sexual perversion. Why, why is that extreme? Somebody define that for me. Well, I love that idea, Jack, and I hope somebody will. I don't, I don't know how many people are going to say that, but I want to share this, too, because um, this is what makes me feel a little bit better about things. Um, there is a push. There is a call to action that is being, that is being uh, held right now, and there is going to be a protest, a peaceful one, because the people who are protest, protesting are conservatives. So they're allowed to burn down buildings and beat people no, over there? No, no, no. That would be an Antifa BLM protest. Okay. You gotcha. Know. Um, but at any rate, this is being organized for Saturday, December 3rd at 10 a.m., it's time to do more than just pray and complain. Join Patriot and Christian groups for a peaceful protest of this wicked event. Bring signs or use some of ours. December 3rd, arrive around 9 a.m. at that church, the Universal, hold on, Universal Unitarian, I just lost it, uh, First Unitarian Universalist of Columbus. Uh, it's on uh, Weisheimer Road, and again, 9 o'clock. And there, there are organizations that are going to kind of pool their resources to come together to protest this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be talking about it on the radio program. For those who don't know, the radio program is um, Monday through Friday from 9 until noon uh, on, uh, online at whkradio.com and through iHeart and all the other radio share sites. Uh, we're going to be having somebody from PJ Media on who is helping to coordinate this protest um, to, to say enough is enough. And, and you know the worst part about this, Jack, or one of the worst parts about this that needs to be uh, brought up here is that if you do what you and I are doing right now and complaining about this, we're the extremists. That's what you were saying before. We're the extremists. We're homophobes. We're homophobes. We're, we're bigots. We're transphobes. We're and if we use the word and if we use the word groomers, oh. we're canceled. We're, we're totally canceled. Because if I call somebody a groomer for overtly overtly sexualizing a child then that means I'm okay with somebody shooting up a gay club in Colorado. 
Because I, I have used words like groomer that are triggers for some that make people want to lash out and be violent against the LGBTQ community. That's what they say. On, on, on social media, they are trying to get people banned and canceled if they type groomer in response to some ridiculous thing like this. I'll Two tell you what. Two rules, Bob. Bring it. Bring it the H on. I, grooming, recruiting, coercing, indoctrinating. They're all synonyms. They all mean the same thing. And, and that's exactly what they're telling us uh, that we're not allowed to say. Because then that, that, that visits discomfort upon the LV, LGTP, the whole thing, the alphabet soup community, um, because they don't like to be told that they're doing those things. So let me, let me ask a, a really deep philosophical question. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be deep. I'm just not real smart. It's deep for me. Do you think people... How many people do you think are useful idiots that are okay with this? And how many of them are the, the nefarious people? Because you and I both know this is going on, by the way. And if, if this is the first time you've heard this as a, as a viewer, get used to it because we're going to talk about it a lot. This is all about mass formation. This is about getting people divided. This is about getting people on this side of the scale versus that side of the scale. Because right now, the average sane American says, no, this is not okay. But what ends up happening is they stick to They say those it labels. silently, though. They say it quietly. Because if they say it out loud, they get called the things you and I get called. But, but they don't want to do that. They're but, scared. But it's, for, you know, it's Trump. It's Republican versus Democrat. It's mask versus not mask. It's, it's vac vaccine versus the anti-vaxxers is what they call them. Now it's the LGBTQ plus supporters or allies versus, you know, the transphobes, right? So they just continue to divide because eventually they want, they want this side of the scale to be so heavy that then, you know, this fascist Marxism stuff that they want will, will be unchecked. How many people do you think are useful idiots that just don't see this? And how many of them do you, do you think are nefarious and go, now I want there to be a complete reset of our world and a, and a change of our societal structure? I think there's more than just two columns or even three columns. I think there are, there are many layers and many, many levels. I think there are useful idiots. I also think there are some people that are just like, oh my gosh, if it's not your kids, why do you care? Leave it alone. I don't even call them the useful idiots. They're just the uh, don't bother me's. You know, they just live their own lives. Uh, then there are some who think they're really doing something to advance the cause of the underprivileged, the underserved, the marginalized, the oppressed. Those are the critical theory thinkers. Those are the critical theory believers. Critical race theory, critical gender theory, doesn't matter. There's oppressors and there's victims. And those two classes have to be established. And we have to do everything we can to try to help the, the, the victims. And so there are a lot of people who might not be nefarious. Those are the useful idiots you're talking about who are like, got to help these people out because this is unfair the way they're being treated. Oh my gosh, why can't you just say their pronoun? They don't take the next step. They don't, they aren't, they're, they're shallow thinkers who don't know how to take the next step. That if you are forced to call somebody by a pronoun that doesn't exist or that is grammatically incorrect, what is the next thing you are going to be forced to say? What is the next thing you are going to be forced to believe? And when you're talking about kids, you're talking about their minds are in their, their mush. They're in the formative stages. They're going to be formed into something. And it's going to either going to be fact-based, logical, uh, reason uh, and, 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 and education, or it's going to be feeling-based um, uh, um, uh, indoctrination, activism, and those kinds of things. So they're, they're, they're literally up for grabs. Those mm -hmm. brains are about to be formed by somebody into something. And that's why it matters to us, yep. because I care about what kind of a, a world is, you know, I mean, the, these are the future leaders. 
which is why it and is my now, kids are going to my kids kids are going to live in that world. Uh, which is why it's now critically important to have accountability. So yeah, I'll, I'll wrap with this when, when we talk about um, you know letting people off the hook who lied intentionally about COVID mitigation strategies and um, you know just you know let's let's just forgive and forget. No, no, we we can't do that because there was enough gaslighting that went on. And, uh, you know, Bruce and I, uh, the producer, uh, he's super fan- fantastic, dude. Bruce, I'm grateful for you. Thanks for all your hard work. We had a good conversation about this, about gaslighting and how, you know, one of the proponents of that is it does have um, uh, the person that's, that is the uh, victim of that it has a, mind cha- a mindset shift and a mind change. And that's what's happened. I mean, we've been lied to and we've been lied to directly. No to the point that they go, no, 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 we didn't say that. I mean, the CDC, right, or the FDA last week, I mean, they were just busted for saying, no, no, we didn't really say that. And that's gone on for two years. Yep. And, and, <clears throat> and I think that is why we have useful idiots. I think they went, they start, we start questioning right. ourselves. Did, did, did they really say it? Or am I just crazy? Yeah. We need well, to I mean, I mean how many times how many times are they t- how many times are they gonna tell us? Is Joe Biden gonna tell us that that Donald Trump said that's that, that neo Nazis were were very fine people? Absolutely never happened. In fact, just the opposite happened. He condemned them while he said there are some other people here who are just defending history that, that have nothing to do with these organizations. They're not in the clubs. They're not a part of the groups. They're here because they think the statue should stay up. And they're good people. They're not rioting. They're not, they're not hateful. They're not bigots. But, of course, we know what was, what, you know, the way they, they, they pin that on him. So um, there are so many lies. And then they tell you, uh, you know, that this is true and that isn't true. You're right. It's gaslighting. And it does. I think it does catch a lot of people because they're too... Either they're too lazy to look up and find out what's true and what's not, and what's being, you know, what they're being told is a lie or not, uh, or they, you know, they're not necessarily lazy, but they just, um, uh, it, it's not important enough to them to, to them to go do so. All right. Speaking of Trump, let's move on to the next topic. And as you can see on uh, on your screen now, this this was a bad moment for Donald Trump over the weekend. Uh, I guess it was Friday. Was it Friday night that it happened? President Trump welcomed Kanye West, otherwise now known as Ye, to Mar-a-Lago for a dinner. He also had with him Nick Fuentes, who is a very, very well-known white. He's the he's the he's one of the ones who was at Charlottesville, who was with the white nationalists. He was also giving speeches prior to uh, the the riot at the Capitol on January sixth. Um, he is a Holocaust denier. He is a very rabid anti-Semite. Kanye West. Ever since his interview with Tucker Carlson, which went great a month ago, he has gone off the rails and just made one anti-Semitic comment after another, attacking Jews, the Jewry, as they call it, and, and many others. These were two of the guests that were at Mar-a-Lago having dinner with, Pre- with President Trump. Can you do uh, me a favor, Bob? On Friday, yeah. Can you do me a favor? And, and this is me showing my ignorance, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, so please don't take it that way. Uh, d- d- define what it means to be an anti-Semite. What is an anti-Semitic comment? Somebody for hate, me. Well, I don't know about a comment, but an anti-Semite is somebody who hates Jews. Somebody who judges Jews to be stereotypically in the same thing that the, you know, that the Nazis did when they tried to exterminate them from the planet. Okay. So the, the reason I ask. Controllers and I, and of money, controllers of the business world. Okay. Uh, you know, so I mean, these broad, general, sweeping generalizations. Sweeping stereotypes, are, okay. yeah. The reason I ask. Which is I, dangerous. It is dangerous. Well, broad, sweeping generalizations are da- dangerous. And I'm going to say, I'm, we're going to talk about that here in yeah. a minute. The reason I ask is I, I remember, you remember, we covered the uh, U.S. Senate uh, race very in depth. And during the Republican primary, uh, Josh Mandel. Yeah. Ohio media outlets at one point uh, said that he was making anti-Semitic comments 
Well, there's one problem with that. Josh is Jewish. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of went, wait a minute. Sometimes that label gets thrown out. I don't know Nick Fuentes. I have right. no clue who he is. So that's why I asked. I want some context. Well, two, th- two things I would say. Well, the first one, rather, is just in response to that. There are some Jews who are not devout and are not very practicing and don't really even acknowledge that as part of their uh, their their um, their their biological makeup or their their eth- ethnicity, if you will. Because as you know, there's Judaism in the religion, and then there's Jewish ethnicity as well. Yep. They'll always come together. Uh, and there are some who are Jewish who don't necessarily think kindly of their own people. So okay. the, the, there are anti-Semites who are Jews in some cases. Not common. Fair enough. That I'm aware of, but it, but it, but it happens. Okay. As for Nick Fuentes, like I said, he is not. Uh, and he is just, like I said, about as brazen. He hosts a podcast. He used to have a YouTube show and they booted him. Uh, and he hosts a, a podcast now, an online show called America First. Um, and... All right, what do we have here? Anti-Semitism, a certain perception of Jews, which may be expressed as hatred toward Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed toward Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and or their property toward Jewish community institutions and religious facilities. Very, very gotcha. similar to what I said. Okay. And that's, of course, what happened, you know, and it's what the Nazis used to, to drive their, their campaign of trying to rid the world of them. Gotcha. So Nick Fuentes is one of those. Now, why are we talking about this? Because President Trump just made the inexplicable decision to have Kanye and his in the height of anti-Kanye um, language out there because of his own anti-Semitic commentary, which is extreme, um, has him over for dinner. And then Nick Fuentes as well. And Nick Fuentes is worse than Kanye. He's a Holocaust denier, Jack. That's different than just somebody who is anti-Semitic. Denying the Holocaust, denying the severity of the Holocaust, denying the real um, uh, accuracy of what is described in the concentration camps as part of the Holocaust, those, those things are, are just simply as, as vile and as bad as it gets because they lead to the inevitable violation of the pledge that the world made after World War II. And those two words, never again, never again. And the only way it can happen again is for that type of let's erase the history, let's soften the history, let's soften the real brutality that was done to the Jews. Let's let's talk about how it wasn't really six million of them, all of which Nick Fuentes does. So if you're Donald Trump, Jack, and you've been called an anti-Semite, which is ridiculous. His daughter's married to a Jew. He's got Jewish relatives for crying out loud. But he's called a racist. He's called a white nationalist supporter. The lies about Charlottesville, for example. Right. You don't invite those people to your dinner table at Mar-a-Lago as you run for president again and expect people not to be like, "Uh, uh, uh, Mr. President, what are they doing here right now? You are asking for just the mountain of trouble that he has found over the course of the last 72 hours, Jack. Fair enough. Go ahead. Fair enough. No, no, no. I, that's um, all I got for now. That's good. I, I was able to quickly read um, Donald Trump's We'll We'll, we'll let everybody. We can, you inside. can read it out loud in a moment if you want. You yeah, want to do it first? So, yeah. So, so I help us. And by the way, this wasn't immediate after the, the yeah. criticism. This, was, this took him like a day or so to come up with to come this up response. With. Yeah. yeah. Which might be telling, it might not. Yeah. Um, but I had a gut visceral response to it, Bob, when I was exposed to it, and, and this wasn't available. But well, well, hold on then. Yeah. Do that. 
Yeah, so what my was, gut, what was your gut response? My gut visceral response was, I don't know who Nick Fuentes is. I know what the mainstream media does, and I know the labels that they use. I want more nuance. Okay. So, and and I'm going to make a really dangerous comparison here, and so give me, and 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 you can push back on it, and I'll tell you why how it's how it applies and how it doesn't. But I, I think I said to you, I said, look, um, Jesus ate dinner with tax collectors and prostitutes. So are we not supposed to emulate that? Or are we only supposed to spend time and invest our time with people that are of a certain ilk and who are, you know, uh, seen as morally pure and have it all right? And uh, I think the response was, well, you know, Trump isn't Jesus. And I don't think he was witnessing to him. Probably not. No. Right. I don't think he was trying to lay hands on Nick Fuentes and change and his him. anti-Semitic mind right. at all. And, and just understand, my mindset there <clears throat> comes from the reality, and I've said this before, in the Old Testament, when somebody was, was sick and they touched somebody clean, the clean person got sick. In the New Testament, when Jesus changed things, um, and the sick person, the got, sick person got healed. The right. sick person got healed. And so, you know, we're kind of called... To, to walk in dark places. We're called to be with people that the world views as unclean. We're called to invest into them. My God, if we don't do that, who's going to do it? So I don't know the context of what happened, but I can tell you it doesn't matter because the mainstream media already made up their mind and everybody else in the world already made up their mind. But I just want context. Yep. I want insight. And okay. so Donald Trump said, so yep. I, I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black Yay, Kanye West, <laughs> who has been decimated in his business and virtually. I'm helping every- a black guy, just so you know. Here, as you criticize me, I'm helping a black. Kanye's black, and he's seriously troubled. And I was trying to help the guy, just so you know. Who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else, and who has always been good to me by allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone, so that I can give him very much needed advice. He shows up with three people, two of which I don't know. The other, a political person who I haven't seen in years. I told him, don't run for office. It's a total waste of time. Can't win. Fake news went crazy. By the real, real, real quick, hard stop. I'm not defending, by the way, Nick, Nick Fuentes. When you explained to me the absolute disgusting position that he has on the Holocaust, that's, that's hard to stomach. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because Nick Fuentes is far better than a tax collector and far better than a prostitute, just to follow your, your, your Jesus comparison there. He is far worse than that. He is he is uh, he is a monster because of uh, again the you you asked me Jack before I get to what Trump's response was which is just so laughable and and embarrassing quite frankly before we get to that you asked me today when we were first discussing this what is worse than being a Holocaust denier and what is better or yep. what did you say what is a worse sin yes because you said sin? well hey you know it sounds like you're defending. A Holocaust denier, and I said, "No, I'm pointing out or defending the ridiculous Trump's willingness to consort with one." Yes, what I'm really trying to do is say I'm so pissed off at the lack of nuance and honest reporting in in media. That's what really pisses me off. Um, but the second thing I'm saying is, okay, so he sat down with a guy who believes some really disturbing and disgusting things that I certainly don't agree with. Right. Um, but you know, if that's the level here, what sin is worse and what sin is not as bad? And, and there was a reason I was asking that because, like, what is the line, right? And and, and it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but it was ju- to prove and, a point. And, and just to reiterate, I kind of answered it. What is worse than Holocaust denialism? Committing the Holocaust, hundred percent. Committing the actions. What is the only way to ever allow the committing of the Holocaust to happen again? 
to start by denying it happened once, to start by softening the history yep. and denying the reality of the horrors. That's what we mean when we say never again. And that's why he's so, so bad about this. Now, to Trump's response here, it's, it's, you know, he shows up with three people, two of which I didn't know, and the other a political person I haven't seen in years. Do you believe that? Are you kidding? Jack, he's a former president. His home is guarded by Secret Service agents, as all former presidents are, and first ladies, and wherever they go. There, I've been to, you know, uh, I, I was in the Senate chamber during the um, uh, uh, State of the Union address back in 2018. I, nobody comes anywhere near a room, much less a home or a building, right. with a president or a former president without being vetted thoroughly. Yep. I, I, I was, and anybody who's coming into Mar-a-Lago is too. The idea for him to say, I didn't know who Nick, Nick Fuentes was. By the way, he happens to be a blue check verified Trump social member. Just FYI, that's not to say Trump knows every single member of Trump social, Truth Social, but he's not unknown to the Trump circle, and he certainly isn't unknown to the the uh, the uh, Secret Service that has to do this. The idea that first of all, bring in Kanye, and at this particular moment in time, you want to give him some advice, have a phone call with him, have a phone call with Kanye West, and say. You're saying some really weird stuff out there, man. And he is, by the way. Very offensive, anti-Semitic stuff. Well, by the way, but when you go back and watch his interview with Tucker, yeah. it was weird. I mean, he said it, some really— it, He did, but it didn't get as bad as it did after that interview. No. But you could tell That's at when it moments— started, It really started to go off yes, the rails for him. Something was off the But it's weird thing. because he was actually drawing a lot of support from conservatives, including, I'm sure, many Trump supporters, when he wore his White Lives Matter shirt along yeah. with Candace Owens. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. Because they do, just like black lives do. They all do. Just like Jewish and lives do. Just ju- like right. Lives they all lives, lives matter. And, and it was just kind of, you know, the left went crazy. Oh, my God, how dare you specify the white lives matter? That's a slap in the face of black people, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, that, and that was the time that Tucker interviewed him. And he kind of had some good vibes going there. A little bit of weirdness, like you said. But then after that, things went off the rails for him. So Donald Trump says, I want to try to help a guy who's struggling a little bit and had this about Well, the reason he's struggling and he's losing all his sponsors and, and business deals is because of, of this anti-Semitic stuff. You want to help him? Have a phone call. Fine. Talk to the guy if you want. You invite him to dinner along with his friends who are like likewise, in Fuentes' case in particular, massive anti-Semite, very proud white, uh, white nationalist and white supremacist, and very, very uh, 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 strong Holocaust denier. You are asking for a problem here. Don't tell us you didn't know. You brought them to your table. And now when you called on it, what was his response? Can't believe the fake news media went crazy on me for trying to be nice to a black guy. Kanye West, and he had some other people with him I didn't even know. How about this, Jack? What helps President Trump's campaign and reputation right now better? That, that, that Trump social or truth social uh, truth, they call it, like a tweet. Or, look, I've known Kanye for some time. He's been good to me. He's been a strong supporter. He wanted to come over, bring a couple of people. I said, sure. I didn't check it out. I didn't vet very well. My team didn't vet very well. Now that I know who this guy was, I'm disgusted. He's reprehensible. This Nick Fuentes, I don't want him anywhere near me or my team. I hope he doesn't vote for me. I don't like it. It was a terrible mistake, and I apologize. That kind of stuff will never happen around me again. Which one does better? You know the answer to that question, but which one can't Donald Trump bring himself to say? The one that says, I made a mistake. I screwed up. I didn't vet. My team didn't vet. This guy got in, and I'm embarrassed by that. He can't say it, Jack. He I, needs to say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. And he can't 
do it. And that's what's going to be his undoing as he tries to win the nomination. <laughs> I, you know, that's a hard one to follow, Bob. I agree with you. I don't think that that is in his DNA. Frankly, I don't think it's in, in any politician's DNA to say, hey, I screwed up. I accept responsibility. You know, here's why. Here's what I'll do differently. That just doesn't happen. And with Donald Trump, I don't think it will ever happen. I agree. No. All right, we've got about five minutes or so, six minutes left Boy, here. time flies when you're It does, that. and this is huge. We just threw this in when you and I were prepping earlier for tonight's uh, podcast. Elon Musk, new owner of Twitter, is opening the floodgates. Donald Trump's account is back. You know, all of these, you know, James Lindsay and, and uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Jordan Peterson, all these people who have been banned for being conservative are all flooding back on now. There's going to be a mass amnesty, if you will, for those who have had their uh, accounts uh, censored, unless you're, you know, breaking the law with, with language that is breaking the law, not just offending people. And anyway, he is uh, public enemy number one for, of the left because of that. They like censorship. They like suppression. And so Apple and Google, who, of course, carry Twitter on their platforms, on their, on their stores, are thinking, how are we going to stop this? And word is that they're considering not carrying Twitter anymore on their platforms. We'll, we'll show we'll show Illinois, we'll crush him like they did with Parler, like they did with Parler. We'll crush him by not allowing uh, his, uh, his uh, um, uh, uh, platform to be on our servers and in our, in our app stores. Uh, let's hit the next one here. And Elon Musk said, okay, I certainly hope it does not come to that. But yes, if there is no other choice, if Apple and Google take me off of the Apple iPhone app store and the Google uh, Android Play, uh, Play Store, Play, uh, Google Play, Play, Play Store, store. Play Store, Play. Google Play Store, yeah. then fine, I'll make an alternative phone. Bam. Jack, you buying one? Yeah. Why not? What do you use now? Uh, Android. You got Android, I got iPhone, and you know what? I hate them both. I hate Google. I hate Apple. I hate that they have a monopoly on the cell phone, smartphone industry. And if the guy who invented the Tesla and Starlink and SpaceX wants to put a phone together, I will buy four of them on pre-order, one for each member of my family right now. Mm -hmm. Sight unseen, technology unseen. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but I bet it'll be badass. And moreover, it'll Bite the hell out of Cook, Tim Cook at Apple and uh, Sundar or whatever they are at Google. Yeah, yeah. two things need to happen relatively quickly in this world right now. Number one, there has to be a parallel economy that's built, and it's things like this. It's, it's new phones. It's new platforms. It's places where people don't have to go to you know, run wild like the wild, wild west and be irresponsible, but they can actually go and enjoy their First Amendment rights and you know, what, what's supposed to be freedom. Um, the other thing that needs to happen, and I hope it happens relatively quickly with you know, Twitter going back and Facebook, what needs to happen is somebody needs to prosecute these companies or, 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 or sue these companies yeah. uh, and prove that there was government collusion. You know, we talked earlier about the, the public-private partnership, yep. which, by the way, is fascism, socialism, communism. It's going on, and I hope that somebody can unearth that and prosecute the hell out of Facebook. Because what they're doing is they're participating in the gaslighting, they're part participating in the propaganda, and when people talk about election cheating or they talk about things being stolen, um, it's it's proven <laughs> scientifically uh, that what you consume affects how you. I mean, you become no what you think about, right? Yeah. Um, and so 
that's that's going to be the next bridge. We, well, we've got to get to the that. The good news is is Facebook is already hurting in a big way just because of some of the decisions they've made. And yes, the negative press that comes with being told by the FBI or partnering with the FBI on who to censor, on what to censor with the Hunter Biden laptop and everything else. Because six months ago, Mark Zuckerberg was worth $140 billion personal net worth. You know what it is today? No clue. About $40 billion. He has lost $100 billion of net worth in the last, well, I won't say six months, but calendar year. Couldn't happen to a better person. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, Real quick, uh, just a little bit more from Elon. Did you know Apple puts a C? He's just going after Apple now. 30% tax on everything you buy through their app store. Apple, and this is in response to Apple takes a 30% tax from the developers who make over a million dollars through the app. So so Apple is ripping off anybody who wants to have their apps uh, on the store anyway. Next one. If anyone can fight Apple with an actual chance of winning, it is Elon Musk. He needs allies, though, who will stand with him. Support is greatly appreciated. Elon Musk, I'm telling you right now, is who we need to rally behind. He, he promised he would come in without an agenda other than free speech when he took over, uh, uh, over Twitter. He's delivering on that promise, and it's driving the left crazy. And he needs the support, and, I, and I'm, for one, I'm going to give it to him. Can we address the, the ignorant asinine elephant in the room too about elon musk in a moment okay super super quick put put that uh the last one yeah and this is big because the left is going on cnn msnbc by the way and saying you know twitter is dying all of these you know super popular and well-followed liberals are are out of there because he's turning it into this you know republican you know hate speech haven and and twitter is gonna die do you know that fact most people don't the number of new users registered to Twitter is at the highest level in the history of the platform. A month after he bought Woo-hoo! it. In addition, their daily active Man. minutes are also at an all-time high, while the amount of hate speech has actually decreased. If they're dying, that's Lazarus, baby. <laughs> I love it. They're rising from the grave. I love it. You know, and, and normally you don't root for the uh, world's richest man to make more money, but I am now. I hope Twitter stock goes through the roof. I hope he gets every cent of the what do you what do you pay fifty four billion dollars or it something like up, that? I know it started at forty four. I didn't know. Yeah, where it some crazy up. number. No, it's forty four. I think it was forty four billion, and it was it was bought at fifty four dollars a share. I think that's, that's what it, it was. Yep. Um, so I hope because this is this is just sticking a finger right in their eye. They they're self important asses thinking, well, if we leave, you know, Twitter's going to collapse. Now you want to hit that elephant? Yeah. So the elephant in the room is. I- I've had some boneheads say this to me, and I think you, but you have too. You brought it up tonight. Yeah. So it was your idea. But, um, you know, Elon Musk in his Twitter profile pic is wearing a Baphomet costume. And someone said, oh, well, how do you feel about supporting a Satanist? And, uh, you know, time's valuable. I don't, I don't engage sometimes with really stupid arguments. The old proverb says like, you know, argue with a fool if you want to look foolish kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but we had this conversation <laughs> and I went, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I think we dress our kids up as devils and and vampires and, and other scary things to go trick or treat. So now there are some families who go, no, we don't do that. That's why we don't participate in that. I hear you. But I'm saying that somebody wearing a Baphomet costume to a what? Where was he? Halloween party. He was at a Halloween party. Can we get off this? And he was wearing a devil's costume, which contained the Baphomet, you know, the upside down cross, the goat, the whole nine yards. He was being a devil. 
which I have been at Halloween parties before. And now people are saying, oh my gosh, here's how the devil works. He sneaks in and wins your favor by promising you free speech, when in reality, look what he really is. There are conservatives, Jack, all over the internet right now, tweeting and, and sharing that nonsense and saying, Elon Musk can't be trusted. Don't buy into him. Look, he's truly a Satanist. Jack, and, if- and, and Ron DeSantis is a rhino, right? Those are the two. <laughs> and a deep stater. And a deep stater. He's a yes. deep stater too. I mean, if you were a Satanist and you were an entrepreneur and you were selling products to the masses, do you think you'd broadcast your Satanism by wearing one of those? Or do you think you'd keep that on the down low, that this is what I believe in my private life? No, man, I, I don't think he came in with, with horns and a, a pitchfork. I think he said, did God really say? Uh, right? It was subtle. It was, did this God is, really say? You know, say? There's, there's talking smack, which we do, and then there's talking... Yeah, it's the internet. And then there's talking shit, which is what that is. There's a difference. We'll talk smack. smack. Don't talk shit. Talk intelligently. And that's how you become a part of of what we're doing right here. We've been talking smack. What was this, episode six? six? Episode six. Yes, sir. This is episode six of Talking Smack. I'm Bob. And I'm Jack. And we'll see you Thursday next time.